and welcome to Reality Blows. My name is Nick Maritata. I'm Ashley Brooke Roberts. This is a podcast all about reality television. That it is. And tomorrow is Nick's birthday. Beep, beep, beep. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> whoop, whoop, whoop. Uh, yeah, this is my birthday. It has nothing to do with this podcast, so don't bring it up. Out. I wanted to jump out and say it real quick. Everybody should tweet at Nick at uh, or follow him on Instagram at Nick Maritato, M-A-R-I-T-A-T-O, because no, it's his birthday. Don't do it because it's my birthday. That's a terrible reason. None of you have followed me on that, sh- on that <laughs> yet, so why start on my birthday? It seems mean. But what you can do for me is go and scroll down to the bottom of the Apple Podcast app, rate this podcast five stars do it y'all and then uh write a little something nice something like i love nick and ashley they're so great or boy oh boy their recaps for the challenge are fantastic or what a funny podcast or i don't give a shit just do it Somebody said that I sounded like the girl from Always Sunny from Philadelphia. Always Sunny in Philadelphia. I sound like the girl from Always Sunny from Philadelphia. From Sunny from Philadelphia. Is that true? Someone said that. I think about that a lot. And then someone, another person in California, said they listen to us when they walk their dog or their yeah, evening walk. It's very nice. But we've we've gotten a bunch of reviews, uh, very nice ones. But look at yourself right now. You haven't reviewed this yet. Why? You listen to us every week. Pro bono for friggin free well nick is turning 45 tomorrow and he really (laughs) would love it if you guys did that i would that would be a great birthday present if i looked and we got 10 new reviews tomorrow be be part of my present be part of my gift we haven't skipped a monday yet sure we've been late a few times but we haven't skipped a monday we started this i believe the first monday of the year and so we're coming up on our year anniversary and i would love to have our ratings boost for year number two so we can make it even more engaging than year number one how about you ash do you agree i agree and you know i got some things in the works for year two we may be switching up uh the podcast in one way or another not in a negative way but to make things more fun um do different things uh, all in the world of uh, Nick and Ashley and uh, reality uh, television. So He's right, y'all. We're going to start doing physical competitions on the podcast. We are going to challenge <laughs> each and every blowhard to come to our apartment and fight us, okay? <laughs> yes, it will be one on two, okay? That means you're going to have to fight the both of us same at the time. same time. But who knows? Because it's reality TV, Ashley and I might turn on each other. Anything could happen. Okay, and it might be you and this person versus me. Yeah, character development is a major point of these fights. And so, you know, who knows? I might turn heel. Who knows? Ashley might turn heel using uh, uh, wrestling uh, lingo. Nice, yeah. Nice, nicely done, Never Ash. in a million years would I have ever said might turn <laughs> heel if it wasn't for the fact that I date Nick Maritato. Well, you know, last night you watched Survivor Series, a little bit of it with me. I did, um, yeah. Ronda Rousey got beat. Ronda Rousey, what did, what did it look like to watch a woman beat the shit out of Ronda Rousey and bloody her up? What did that look like for you? That- I, it wasn't, it didn't feel like a gender thing. I wasn't like, two ladies fighting. Yeah. But it did, it did seem like a little much. I was it, like, Charlotte, back up. But that that's what happens in, in, in wrestling sometimes with the men is just like one guy will turn into a bad guy. And then just beat the living hell out of a good guy. Yeah. And it makes you feel really bad for the good guy. It yeah. makes you f- hate the bad guy and want to see the good guy uh, beat the bad guy up at a later date. Well, I mean, it seems to me like wrestling is all over the place because as soon as Charlotte clearly was bad and beat the crap out of Rhonda and in, in, uh, in moves that were supposed to elicit sympathy, as if I was reading it correctly, but in the crowd started chanting, thank you, Charlotte. Yes, well, I don't want to get into this. This is not a wrestling podcast. Yeah, that's true. But the show was was happening at the Staples Center in Los Angeles. We don't have to get into the details. It's a bunch of ner- internet nerds going to see that stuff. So they want they like the intricacies of wrestling. You know what we should get into? What should we do? 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days. So we're going to jump right into this in the first part of this podcast. We'll take a break and we'll come right back. No, we won't. We haven't done <laughs> we haven't done enough podcast up front. We talked about your birthday. We talked about five stars. I'll tell stars. you this. We can we could do that. We could take this break. But I know for a fact that you've only watched what? How many episodes of the show? Four. Okay, there's like 
20. Yeah. So do you think we're going to be able, because we've been, we started this, I'm looking at a five minutes here, but I know that we had two minutes of whatever. So we have three minutes. That means you're going to be able to do 50 minutes yeah. uh, talking about four episodes of a show that you don't know the outcome on. Well, we also have the Are You The One reunion. Yeah, we, we, we do have that. I'll tell you what, that's where I'm going to falter because I don't remember a goddamn thing about that. So if you don't, you're going to have to drive that part of it. Are any of our listeners relationship therapists? Um, Nick and I are looking for a relationship therapist. We are not. To come on the pod and uh, give us a little breakdown of who we are and what our communication er errors are. We don't have communi We have no communication problems. I think the problem is we communicate too much <laughs> because once the podcast is off, then we have to continue to communicate. See, that's the issue is that it's not the we on pod. We live together. We work together. We pod together. It's the off pod. Yeah. The on pod, we could do whatever we want. We, we're playing We're playing uh, extreme versions of ourselves. Yeah. Uh, most of you who know me in real life know I'm a mild-mannered man. I uh, would never speak you to my wish. loved one in this way. But on the pod. You've I'm, never been mild-mannered. I am mild-mannered. You came out insulting people. Came out of where? <laughs> Don't even fucking say it, Ash. Don't even fucking say it. <laughs> My mom listens to this podcast. Oh, Lord. You just came onto this earth, you know, roasting people. No, I don't roast anybody. You roast me. I No, I tell it like it is. And I'll tell you what. You tried to get us into the second part of our podcast after doing about two and a half minutes. And you know that's not how this works. It felt natural. No, this is where we have to sort of, this is where we feel good. Because then we stop and we're like, oh, we only have to do like 30 minutes talking about so-and-so and what's and what. Okay, well, let's keep updating them on our lives. Well, what do you have to say? I, we were talking a little bit about pro wrestling. I was giving my analysis of certain things. You were talking a little bit about Charlotte. But what do you have to say? What do you have to report on? Well, I'm excited about your birthday tomorrow. I've got you, I've got presents that I haven't discussed for you, with you. So that's exciting. Usually I feel like I tell you what I've gotten you um, or I get you what you've asked for. Spoiler alert, I got you nothing you asked for. Um, I didn't ask for anything. You did. You asked for a I few asked things. for slippers. You asked for things pretty... throughout the year. You'll say things like, oh, if you want to get me no. something, get me this. And then I write it down. What were they? I'm not going to tell you because I might recycle them for Christmas. You know, you I don't, don't remember these things. Yeah, that's I'm paying attention. We need stands for our for our podcast. Mike stands. You can go ahead and do that today. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm so excited that our group of kids who do comedy graduated over the weekend it is officially done. The fall semester is done. These Can kids got up and did stand up in front of their families, and now we can all enjoy the holidays. Congratulations to all the uh, children who perform stand-up comedy in New York City. You've Woo. done great. Uh, you're fat. You're fabulous. You're fantastic. You knocked it out of the park. I was a little worried about one of my classes, but as what usually happens is that's the best show I've ever performed at. Mm. So. Uh, I was not super worried about my class, and then I got there, and the audience was bad. Listen, if you're a parent who listens to the podcast who's going to see their kid do stand-up, <laughs> <laughs> sure, it's a small percentage of people that exist on this earth, but uh, listen up. Please stop shopping on Amazon on your phone during other kids' sets. I was shocked at the parents that were just checked out for kids that were not their own there was somebody that was at my show that i know was at your show because yes. we had uh we had some crossover a a crossover family situation when I, I teach older kids you teach younger kids so my show was second when i showed up i had found out that this person that i was bugged by was also at your show yeah this man this man was reading a Kindle yeah. during a kid's stand-up comedy show. It's insane. I mean, it's like, is that how jaded you are, Manhattan? Yeah. That you're going to see literally magic happen in front of you? Children a child, doing stand-up. A child putting together their thoughts in a coherent, funny way, and then um, being able to express that in a group, in a theater uh, in front of a whole bunch of strangers. And you're reading Stephen King? Yeah. What do you, I mean, just go see it. In theaters, you know what I mean? Like, I you don't need it. to waste my time. Also, there, there was this man at my show. He was a big hulking guy, big bald head, fish head, I would even say. What? <laughs> like a fish head. Wait, was he big and fat with a fish head? He had a big fat fish head, and he 
was sitting in the middle and he didn't ever watch anyone on stage. He was just always looking forward at like other people in the audience. And I, I kept looking at this guy and like, are you going to watch the children? Or are you just going to be this big head staring at everybody? I had this issue where, um, you know, like we do our introduction and I do the thing where, you know, if you hear something you think is funny, laugh. Yeah. You, know, you have to train this audience to not like. Because half of this audience never been to a comedy no. show before. And so you have to be like, listen, you need to laugh when they say something funny. Yeah. You have to tell them that. And I was like, uh, you know, and I was like, they're, you know, they're kids. So like if you hear something you don't think is funny, laugh. Come on. What do you, yeah. what do you mean? Yeah. And then uh, later, I hear something you don't understand. Laugh. And like people were doing like the they would go ha ha ha. Like they were like doing fake laughs just to like prove that they could laugh, you know? Yeah. Then I did my first joke. It's a new joke. It's not that good yet. And this woman did her fake laugh for my joke. Oh, my God. And so I. That must have hurt so much. Well, I immediately snapped my head and looked over at this lady. And yeah, she was a big obese lady. Oh, well, you didn't need to mention that. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I just had for one second, I was on the edge of the stage about to start talking to this woman about what's wrong with her and why she's such a piece of shit. Nick, what's wrong with you? (laughs) I have to remember this is somebody's aunt that I taught for two months. Yeah. So you got it. You have to really restrain yourself with these shows. I've, That's I, the problem with these shows, though, is that the, they're graduation shows, so they're close to the public. So you know that the audience is just there for specific kids. So you can't really launch into attacking them no. for their bad behavior because, like you said, they're someone's aunt, they're someone's godmother, they're like someone's teacher, you know. And they really need to clean up their behavior. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. I had one locked and loaded. What were you going to say? Who we got over there? Bruce Valanche. Who's that? (laughs) What does that mean? What does that mean? One of the Hollywood squares and a famed writer for the Oscars. um, Looks like about a 300 pound man with big, like like a moppy blonde hair. The grandparents would have loved it. Except for this woman. Except for the woman. Who resembled Bruce Valanche. But can we talk about. I called her a pterodactyl based on her fake laughing that was how i got her oh great can we talk about the infamous time when someone's wig popped off at a show you just did tell the story nick there's no story here it's just like you get a lot of older people and there's an old woman being kind of shuffled out to use the bathroom but with her family and as she was like exiting the the showroom she tripped and Literally, her wig like projectile snapped off of her head and like went like four feet. Um, that was basically it. Wow, it's a little sadder than I remember it. I didn't remember anyone escorting her. I thought she was just a a, a normally no, aged she was woman. Soup, no, she was probably like she's probably like eighty. Oh, okay. And she not as fun as I remember it. And fell, and her but her wig flew off like crazy. It, it looked like the there stage. Was, no, no, away from the stage, but right in front of all the kids. And there was a person <laughs> on stage performing at the time and just kind of saw what was happening and just kept going. Wow. Like, wouldn't, didn't even respond to it. What a pro. Yeah, what a pro. Hard not to call out a wig flying through the well, air. Well, I mean, this is a little kid who didn't know what was going right. on. Um, you know, also, if an old lady falls and her wig falls off. I mean, you know, here's the thing about this old lady, right? She played nine. Um, but what does that mean? <laughs> what are you? What are all these references? What are you, an old man? She played nine. Uh, all right. So mean? here's the thing. So this old lady, she 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 fell and her wig popped off. Now she was old, like you know, probably in her late seventies, eighties. Yeah. And she fell on the hard ground. Yeah, that sucks. She popped up so quick to throw her wig back on her head and, mm. and like that that's the thing. The power of like, oh shit, I'm in public and my fucking wig just fell off. Like really will the adrenaline of that thing will get you as an eighty year old lady to pop up on your feet and and move your wig back on your head. Yeah. 
before you can react to possibly your hip being broken. You right. know what I mean? It's like I had we I talked about me falling on the ground the other day in front of people. Yeah. I ended up basically spraining my knee. Like I'm still screwed Nick's up. Nick's been out of commission for weeks. But I popped up because I was in front of people starting yelling at people on the street because I was so embarrassed and angry. Right. That it, it, you're, the embarrassment at first will take you past that level of pain. That will get you through the pain in order to fit. This woman got up quick and was like, I'm cool, I'm cool. Like, and had her like wig and then she like went to the bathroom. Yeah. But like she must have been hurt. Every woman over the age of 75 who's fallen on the ground has broken something. It's I mean, it's, true. it's happened in uh, both me and Ashley's lives. At least their spirits. Yeah. It's, well, her spirits were definitely a dash and broken. And you know when it was crazy because like her wig was back, like she was putting it on, it was like backwards. Damn. This story is and- not <laughs> as funny as I remember you, you it. You cued it up. Now it's funny. I, was, I wasn't there when it happened. Well, it's and funny. You we- came home and you just told me that someone fell in their wig popped off and fell on stage flew onto the stage no it didn't that's fly how i stage. remember it flew it. away from the stage but if, it was like you know where we like have the kids and we yeah. get, like the on deck area yeah we were in the middle of the show it happened right in the on deck wow. area so right in front of all the kids now we were we all laugh about it because the way i tell it with when i when i reminisce with some of the kids who saw it because we talk about it annually we get some coffee we talk about this once a year uh but uh i say you know the lady came and then her wig Popped right off her head. <laughs> See, that's fun. I, yeah, that's, that's the way fun. I tell it. But that's I'm telling fun. the true story. This is a podcast. No frills. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. We got to get to the darker side of things. We're about to get to the darker side of things because we're about to take a break, Ash. Yep. It's oh, time. are we? Yeah. Because I'll tell you something. There is some darkness going on with uh, uh, 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. Um, and here, here's the thing. You can go on Hulu right now. Crush the entire first season of 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. Ashley has watched a few episodes. I watched the entire season in like one and a half days. And uh, so Ashley's going to talk to me a little bit about what she saw. She's going to mention people. She doesn't know how their stories ended up. And I'm going to I'm going to tell her how the stories I ended wanna up. I want to know. There, I want to know. There will be spoilers on this. So if you're not interested in that, well, then say la vie. But if you are, who cares? You don't have to watch the thing. God knows most of you won't. But I know a lot of you probably have already. But uh, this show is a spinoff from 90 Day Fiance. And uh, we'll talk to you about it on the other end of the break. Okay, so stick around. We are back. Okay, folks, here's what we're going to do first. We are going to talk about 90 Day Fiance before the 90 Days season one. That's right. I'd like to talk about it. Um, can I just quickly explain <laughs> what the show is for the people that did not see it? Yes. <clears throat> 90 Day Fiance, basically you get a 90 Day Visa or a 90 Day Green Card, no Visa, uh, to come to this country and have a courtship uh, before you get married um, with the person who lives in this country. Okay, so it's people from outside it's not of this country. Because they're going to their country. Okay, that's before the 90 days. Yes. So this is before the show that you're supposed to see. Ash, allow me (laughs) to explain what's going on. Ashley has no idea about anything, okay? (laughs) This is my life I live in. She knows nothing. I fill her in. She thinks she knows more. So a 90-day fiancé, basically what you're seeing is these people have met each other, and now they are engaged, and they come to this country. They're foreign people, people from other countries, okay, are interested in a person who lives in the States. They are granted a visa for 90 days, basically to see if it works out. And if at the end of the 90 days, they li- and they're living together in harmony in this country, they get married. And they uh, officially become a part of this country. I don't know. I don't really watch 90 Day Fiance. I've only watched a few episodes. It's okay. Now, that's a whole show on TLC. There's like a billion seasons. There's a few spinoffs of that show. One of them is 90 Day Fiance before the 90 days. What this is is before the people from other countries come here for that K-1 visa that they're looking for, um, it's the first meeting and the lead-up to the first meeting of something that might have been an internet relationship, uh, something that maybe people have only seen each other on FaceTime. Some of these people have never seen or spoken to each other yet, but they're basically going to a different country to meet the, in this case, women and one man, Two no, men. two men. Two men. Two men. I don't know why I said women. Yeah. I forgot. There's a lot of people on this show. There's a lot of people. So they're going to another country just to kind of see if, like, 
I don't know. I'm going to hang out with you for a couple of weeks. Can we hit it off? If if so, let's uh, move this thing ahead and we'll you'll come to my country and we'll see if we can do this for 90 days and then get married. Who yeah. knows? Yeah. So this is before the K-1 visa. We are basically meeting internet people on this show for and relationship purposes. It's really kind of like an adult version of Catfish. It is. Okay. So it's basically international dating apps is how most of these people have connected. I think this show should be renamed Creeps, Chumps, and Delusional Women because that was really the majority of the cast were sort of lecherous men going to like prey on young women. Um, I got bones to pick with a few guys, a.k.a. What's that guy's name I hated? Um, Sean. Oh, you didn't like Sean? No, Paul was just like, he's... Okay, Sean is the creep. Paul is the chump. You know what I mean? Like, something happened to Paul, and I think it has to do with his mother giving him her hair. (laughs) Okay, so... There are other things happen with Paul that you find out later. I'd like to talk about everybody. Okay. How, how should we do this? Should I go through you the pick, people? Pick one couple. We will talk. You will tell me what the, uh, we, okay. we'll kind of explain so, what the thing is, and then you'll tell me what you feel, and then I will explain to you if you were right about it and what happened okay. at the end of this. So I'll say that I was watching this while I was taking care. If you if you guys listen to the pod, you know that I spent a couple of weeks taking care of an old sick dog. And it was sort of a depressing environment. And I was watching this show in that environment. And I had to quit watching the show because it was bumming me out. And I was not in a mental state to handle being bummed out. Do you know what I mean, listener? Where you're like, you're already fragile. And then you're watching something that at first feels like it can be addictive. It's a little cringy. And then you realize it's just kind of making you feel bad. That's how That was my experience with this show. I did get initially drawn in just because these people were really so it's like a study on like how humans can get fucked in the head um first up i'd like to let's talk about sean and abby so sean's this older man he's got a daughter um i don't know he lives in middle america and he's going I think he lives outside of chicago okay he's just like a regular old oh, creepy oh, white guy actually with ohio i think he lives in ohio Regular old creepy white guy with the mustache. He, he's probably like 48 he's to 51. to meet Abby, who is what? She's 20? She's 20. 18, eight, 19? 19, 20. Um, like that, first yeah. off, we get introduced to the idea of Abby by Sean saying, I've always had a thing for darker skinned women. Not a good opening for Ugh. Sean. Okay. Abby is from Haiti. Abby is maybe one of my favorite characters on the show. She has her... Why are you nodding at me? Because so much stuff happens in this season. You don't get it. This is a long season. You only watch the intros to all of these I things. watched, yeah. I watched the four episodes. But this is interesting. Episodes. Allow me to react facially because that's what's exciting about this because I'm about to reveal all these things to you. Okay, so Abby was like my favorite just because I felt like she had her shit together. She seemed smart. She seemed... Um, she seemed self-aware. I-, I knew she had this like other romance going on with some guy named Chris or Chuck, some Chris. other older white dude. Chris, who's who, 60 in his 60s. They had like a fling and that they seemed like they were going to get together, but he doesn't want to get married. So she was breaking up with him and pursuing other male options uh, for marriage. Um, he seemed like a big doofus, didn't like that guy either. Abby seemed like everyone, she seemed, she's completely a victim. She's being taken advantage of by these men. She's a victim of her circumstance. She's looking for a way out of an um, impoverished living situation, hoping to get an American uh, citizenship through marriage. And seeing that is really her only option. She's gorgeous. She's smart. She runs a underwear, biz, uh, like underwear business. She sells thongs from Forever 21 to her friends. Um, I just... I, I, Abby was the most compelling character to me on the show. Um, what do you have to say about everything I just said? Um, is that is that so? That is as, as far as you saw with Sean and uh, Abby. I saw. Or you do know, you want to do you want to express more things about them, and I, then I'll go into. I saw plot points where Sean was demanding that Abby pick between him and Chris. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw Chris come to visit, maybe, and then he was like, "When are we going to get to talk off mic?" Right. Um, I saw just the general vibe of Chris, which right. I wasn't crazy about, but. I would say my impression is the most important. And my if what I'm interested in is the quality of their characters and if I'm reading them correctly. Sean, gross. Abby, legit. 
Um, okay, I think you're not too far off there. Sean is kind of a gross guy. I think it turns out that Sean's a lot more genuine of a guy than um, maybe you're giving him credit for. I don't believe it. Abby is his daughter's age. He seems like a predator. He like, I don't know. He just really made me uncomfortable. He, you find, you see when they meet each other and when they see each other and stuff, Sean clearly has some sort of issues with, uh, he's, he clearly has been hurt before because the threat that this other man, Chris is over ruins their relationship basically really because eventually chris and uh, chris and sean meet yeah and chris is like basically a gigolo like he is a guy who is rich who spends half the year in the dominican republic um flies abby to the dominican republic and abby just stays at chris's nice condo in the dominican republic chris also helps abby out with her business um sean Spent like fifteen hundred dollars on women's clothes to bring the, the to to Haiti to help her with her business. From the way it looks to me, Abby has a lot of Shans and Chris's uh. who send her a lot of clothes for free for her business to help her family and to get her through. Which is hey, she's doing what she can. She lives in Haiti. We we see her family in her house. She ain't living lavishly in Haiti, right? Chris, on the other hand, seems to be trading some sort of sexual favors for these clothes. Right. You come to the Dominican Republic, you be my girlfriend for for a couple of weeks. I'm yeah. going to keep hooking you up with your business and showing you this really nice life. Yeah. Sean is doing the same thing without the sex. He's doing this for the companionship. Yeah. I love you. I want to take care of you. I will continue spending thousands of dollars on you. Yeah. And, and, and he makes two trips out to Haiti. Um, to make sure that this is a real thing. I can't believe you're making me feel sympathy for Sean. There is, I don't know. It depends on how you feel. If you feel like it's, they in no way in this story do they show you Sean is in, in it for sex or in it. There is a point in which he actually is crying, talking to the camera and Abby and saying, and he says it to Chris you're just using her as a sex toy I love this woman and want to get married to her Mm. that's the difference between you and I Mm. you have no you've already told her you have no intentions of marrying her you just want to keep this relationship going Mm. I'm saying Abby please break up with this guy tell me that as soon as I go back to Ohio you're not going to be going to the Dominican Republic and hanging out with him again Mm -hmm. because like I can't trust that you're not going to be having sex with him I can't trust that I know you have a relationship she will not admit, she will not tell him that she will end things with Chris because she keeps saying, Chris is helping me. Chris is helping me. Mm. When you meet Chris, nothing about Chris is likable. He is a slime ball. He's laughing the whole time. He's not taking this seriously. If anything, you feel bad for Sean because you're like, Sean, just go find another woman. Aww. Like it, Abby clearly isn't in a place right now where she's able to just be your wife. You know, yeah. like... She's got a lot going on. She's enjoying her life. She's young. She's doing what she wants to do. None of this is out of... None, Abby is in control of this entire situation from what we can see. Uh. We don't see the relationship between Chris and Abby. We don't know if Chris is pressuring Abby in anything. Because when they meet up, they kind of just look like two people who are like kind of having fun with one another. And Abby seems like she's really in control of the situation. Uh. Not like forcing Chris to do things or anything, but more like... I get what Chris is doing and I'm like totally fine with it because I kind of like it. Interesting. I, because you, she gets she gets to go to the Dominican Republic whenever she wants. She, you know, Haiti's not the greatest place in the world as far as quality of life goes at this moment in time. Dominican Republic in, in Chris's nice condo with some guy who's just paying for all her meals and hooking her up with their business. That's fun for somebody who's probably had a very tough upbringing like Abby. Yeah. So like, why would she want to give this up? Like I've literally hit the, I like this guy, Chris. He, the other thing is Chris is in his 60s. He looks kind of like the same age as Sean. Like mm. he's not, he's a kind of like a very young looking guy. He looks more, he acts more youthful than Sean. Mm-hmm. You know, he's kind of more sporty and, and like goofy and like seems to kind of be like more playful than Sean. Where Sean is more like, I'm in love with this woman. You're the best. Like it's very all yeah, all so hearts serious. and roses and and romance with with Abby and Abby seems to appreciate that and the intentions that Chris has. It's tough to to see 
that Abby wants Sean other than the fact that that will get her to this country. Well, I, when they met at the airport, Sean had learned how to say I love you in her language. And she started crying and was like, how did you learn that? Yeah. And that seemed really like a sweet moment. As this goes on and you see sort of the reunion. Yeah. It's I it does not make me sound great for people who are have not seen this show. Wow. But it's it Abby's awesome in her own way, but in a way of like, damn girl, you fucking manipulated this whole situation. Like you got yours. You know what I mean? Good like for her. she's she's made a, a big something out of nothing. She mm-hmm. got she could tell she's psyched to be on this show. Also just would not like very stubborn in the way of being like, I will not tell you I'm not going to see Chris anymore. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? When Sean's just like, I'm here. Also, Chris is clearly way wealthier than Sean. Mm. Sean's we get to see Sean's house in Ohio needs a coat of paint to say the least. He's and he's spending all his money going to Haiti, spending. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Chris is like. Spends half the year in the DR. Like, you know what I mean? Like, is able to... There's no strings attached with Chris other than whatever their little deal is. Yeah. But with Sean, it's like, the string is you must give up your relationship and be my wife and this, that, and the other thing. He wants, like, the the classic monogamous relationship. Yeah. He wants this to be super tight. When Chris is like, oh, fuck, fucking, I don't give a shit about Sean. You want to see Sean or whatever? That's fine. As long as you want to hang out with me in the Dominican Republic. But if you don't want to, then... I guess we can end this. You know what I mean? Like super cash with Chris and Abby kind of wants to keep it super cash with Chris and super cash with Sean. She Mm kind of just wants another Sean situation, a Chris situation, but she'd like get married. No, she does, but she wants Sean to be able to be like, well, there's a Chris. He's my friend. He helps me. He's my friend. He's my friend. He helps me. I don't want to say goodbye to my friend. Mm. So that's my deal. Okay. She wants her cake and she wants to eat it too. You know what I mean? Which is fine for a human being to have. But as far as like in this show, looking for love, looking for the marriage. Sean is that guy. Yeah. Abby is not. Yeah. So. But see, Sean came off to me as like controlling. Like he was looking for a younger gal because he and his mind thought she was going to be submissive and he'd be able to control her. Then he got there and she's like, I'm not going to stop seeing Chris. And he became angry. Like that is my impression of that is that he reacted poorly to her having agency and her own agenda. He did not expect her to have her own agenda. He expected her to be this like moldable um, form that he could turn into the perfect, a.k.a. the perfect woman. You know, someone that he molds to his liking. Yes. And that made me want to vomit all over Brooklyn. Yes, except for the fact that a marriage, a union like that, I I think it's not terrible to ask, hey, could you not go to the Dominican Republic and have sex with this other guy? It's not terrible. You know, and so he, what ends up happening is she can't commit to this. And in their meeting, she leaves with Chris. Really? Yep. She goes back in the thing. She kind of leaves with Chris. He, Sean goes back to Ohio Goes back to Haiti later after wow. having conversations with Abby and stuff and and Abby now like seeing if they can sort of work it out. I mean, Sean met Abby's family, yeah. you know, and uh, what did they think? They just were basically like um, he came all the way out here. That's really commendable. I just don't want this to turn into some. I think this. I mean, I, I'm only thinking because I don't know any other cases. But this this thing with Chris, yeah, there may have been other Chris's. Uh, I have a feeling in the village they live in, there's a lot of Chris's and Abby's. Do you uh, know what I mean? Yeah. Like women who men taking get, advantage yeah. of uh, desperate women and women who who get on the internet and are able to um, sort of say, "Hey, like, uh, come visit me in Haiti. We'll have a great time, rich man." Ugh. And then they come and then they have whatever deal. Like, you know what I mean? Internet uh, dating and the internet has sort of closed the gaps on these relationships and these weird men who like these no attached situations who can afford to do these things. I think that happens a lot. So I don't think it's weird in Haiti to have like the white guy come show up and, and wine and dine a very young woman. And then there'd be some sort of a deal going on there. So I'd like to move That's away that. from that because it's grossing me out. And in, I, I want to talk about another couple. In the reunion. So you want to know the ending? Yeah. So there during um, she, you know, there was a hurricane that remember the the, the Haiti. The oh, big, wow. Uh, this was filmed that. Yeah. I mean, they're in like season whatever now. This is season one. Oh. So she is in a um, 
she what the way the reunion happens is you have the um, the American person is in studio and the and the person from another country is Skyped. is skyped in. So she's skyping, Abby's skyping in, and apparently the relationship has gone better. They're still in contact. They're not necessarily going to get married yet because Sean still has his reservations. But Abby is skyping from the Dominican Republic, and she's skyping from. Chris's condo. Chris is not there. Chris is allowing her to go there while uh, Haiti is a mess. Wow. So she'd been there in two weeks. Now, Chris has recently told her, you got to pack up. I, he, she, he changed the Netflix password. No. That's one of them. Yes, it's hilarious. And basically said, you got to pack up and leave because you're not doing the deal anymore. And um, Abby seems to be a little odd about that. But Sean and Abby are on a positive tip, at least as far as the reunion went. I haven't checked to see what's going on now in the relationship. Oh, they're, I don't think they're gonna. They were on the. They weren't that close to being married, but it does seem that Sean has gotten his way in a, in a situation, and Chris may actually be out of the picture. But the problem is, he could never know because Sean does live in the Dominican Republic half the year, yeah. which is way closer to Haiti than Ohio is. So, yeah. I mean, that's kind of how it gets left. Well, the next couple I want to bring up while we're talking about men is Paul. Paul and Corrine. Now, Paul did not seem to be um, as lecherous to me as Sean was. He's younger. Let's be honest. I mean, he's that's younger part of it. That's and he's more it. idealistic. He seems. I really bought that he was in love with Corrine. Corrine um, is not as charismatic as Abby. Um, she doesn't just. She doesn't speak a stick a stitch of English. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Did you ever get to meet Corrine oh, in yeah. real life? And okay. her and her family. Yeah. Because okay. when you talked about um, Sean meeting Abby's uh, family, I thought immediately of that horrible interaction when Paul meets Corrine's dad, mm-hmm. and his dad's like, he can't say anything to me. What am I going to talk to this guy about? Yeah. And he's like, can I take your daughter to a hotel? And he's like, you want to fuck my daughter in a hotel? You know? And it's like they go back and forth. And he's like, no, I didn't. No, that's not what I want. And then he wants it to get like an STD test and a pregnancy test and so all so, sorts of stuff so kareen lives in like a tiny poor village in brazil i think so it was off a river i know that you had oh, to like you, it was a trek you gotta to get take there. what's the what's those uh like uh, what are like what's like you the had big, to take a boat but what's like the, the crazy river yeah the nile no that's in africa um we know the amazon yeah like he had to take a three-day boat trip down the Amazon River to get to her village. Like it, it, it's I mean, wild. It, it is wild what this guy goes through to see this woman. Yeah. Now Paul is a little younger. He's probably in his early thirties. Yeah. Kareen, um, sorry, folks, I had to sneeze and I paused. What it was a big old sneeze. I was saying Kareen is also a teenager, yeah, but she's their like age 18 gap or something doesn't seem as strange to me for some reason. Or maybe no, she might be twenty-one. I don't know. She's she she's young. 21. If she, she was 21. in America and like, let's say Paul was my friend and say he's 35 and he's dating a 21 year old, I'd be like, Paul, you're a creep. But once we've already met Sean and Abby with like a 25 year age difference, I'm like, okay, well, this is a little bit better. Yeah. Um, um, so the thing about they don't speak. She speaks Portuguese. He speaks English. They do not speak each other's language at all. How does he go to visit her and not learn basic Portuguese? I don't know. But when he's like gearing up all his stuff and he like goes in the airport, he's just like, huh, maybe I should have learned some Portuguese. Yeah. Like the cops are going through his bag because he has cough drops and he thinks he's about to get arrested. And it's like, Paul, you fucking chump. Well, I don't know, man. He did look like they were looking for something crazy. I mean... They ripped through all his stuff. But here's the I'm thing with Paul. I'm saying Chump because he did not learn the the basic language. The thing with Paul is he lives, he, I, I, he may he live, with his, live with his mom. His mom and his relationship with his mother is really the creepy part of the, his story. She gives him hair from her hairbrush when he leaves. She gives him a clump of her hair to yeah. remember her by. And Paul doesn't find this strange. He cries. He, he's touched by it. And he packs it in his 10,000 suitcases. He and, shows and it to the camera. He's like, she got this from her hairbrush. Yeah, this is really sweet. I can't believe she did that. Ooh. Yeah, it's, it is it is strange. The relationship between these two is strange. I do feel bad for his mom quite a bit. Like, God, it's just him and Paul. And Paul's a fucking weirdo going to fucking Brazil. Yeah, but it's to- clearly her fault. This is a great example of boundaries between okay. parents and children. It's now time to talk about Paul. <laughs> 
Paul rele- uh, releases a few pieces of information when he gets to Brazil. Uh-oh. Paul had a tough relationship. He uh, has not been in a relationship since his last one, which was over 10 years ago. Wow. That ended with a double restraining order and him burning down his own house. What? He went to jail for over a year. What? And that he tells Corrine that when they meet up. He had not told her that. As he's telling her this... He sees Koreans sort of like being like, "What's going on?" They're at a Bra- they're at a resort in Brazil. He runs into the Brazilian woods. What to get away from the camera? The cameras are chasing him. He runs in the woods. Then he gets to like a lake and he goes to like jump in the lake to swim through. Now this lake will give you a lot of diseases. Like that's another thing. He has all these things because he's afraid like. Bugs yeah. are crawling into his penis hole and things of that nature. He was nature. really, really concerned about his penis so, hole. So he is like trying to get away. Kareen um, chases after him. Oh my God. Can't find him. She's screaming Paul's name. The cameras are going crazy. As she leaves the woods, she gets robbed for her cell phone at mach- by a mach- guy with a machete. What? The whole crew is like standing there and the guy with the machete is like, points to the phone and holds the machete and she just gives the phone up and the guys scream and she drops her knees and starts crying and then the guys run in the woods the the camera crew tells like some sort of a police officer runs in the woods you just hear gunshots oh my god and that's basically (laughs) it i mean it's it's insane and then and then they finally find paul again paul was fine but then he realizes because of his crazy antics, Corrine got held up at at machete point oh my god so paul is out of his fucking mind. Wow. When you start looking here at seeing Paul and the way he acts and the way he talks, he also won't be intimate with her. She's begging to have sex with Paul. Yeah. In the as soon as they get to the hotel. Yeah, she's I saw like that. Begging for it. And Paul will not because she is he is making her take an STD test and a pregnancy test. Yeah. Because he's been burned in the past. I've just had a situation where I was with somebody and they cheated on me and then they had they uh, were pregnant with somebody else's baby and they didn't tell me about it oh and God. then we don't hear what happened exactly to that but we all know it just ended in a double restraining order and him uh, go, um, going to prison oh my for God. committing arson in his own house where are they getting these people on the internet I this guess this is insane so, poor Kareen yeah so Kareen poor, poor I mean, Kareen. and first of all when you meet Kareen and you know yeah she doesn't know the language that's about it though she's, she's cool. really cool she's very chill she kind of like she has a sense of humor about the situation she's cute she's Um, incredibly cute i mean here's the thing like when you see kareen and her pictures and stuff like that kareen looks like a a young brazilian like swimsuit model like she is gorgeous yeah paul needs some work he needs a haircut yeah he needs some chapstick bad i mean he's an appointment at the dentist yeah he's also maybe five foot five you know 110 pounds i saw them talking about like wanting her wanting to have sex with him and her being like i'm i'm worried he doesn't like yeah it's 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 crazy because you're starting to go like kareen just Hopefully what happens is after this show, people find your information and somebody who's a lot cooler than Paul finds you and yeah. then you can come to this country in style yeah, and not with fucking Paul and his mom. Wow. So it, it's uh, Paul, to, Paul, when it all comes down to this, everything, I'm trying to think, Paul is the biggest psychopath on this show. Holy shit. E- e- easy, easy. Wow. Very easy, yeah. This is fascinating. I'm a bad judge of character. The reunion is like they seem to still be into one another. She forgives him. Yeah. She accepts his um, proposal. And so forgives him for what? For leaving her? No, for the not telling her about the being in prison thing and the leaving and the mugging and all that stuff. Jesus. Um, They are, I think, what happened? I think they may have been together during the um reunion well i have a little spoiler it was a reveal that they were sitting next to one another i was looking stuff up uh i i spent about 10 minutes looking stuff up before you texted me manically being like don't look up any spoilers and i stopped the only thing i found was that kareen was pregnant with paul's kid but paul also seemed to be in some sort of crazy war with like one of kareen's exes named michael and Michael is a white man. Yeah. Uh, see, Kareem is doing this as well. Well, I don't know if Michael's a white man. I don't know if he's a white man. I should take that back. Um, but it was like something, I don't know. And then people Insta- on Instagram were saying like, you better check, see if that baby's yours. So I don't know what's going on with them. 
Yeah, because he's been burned before. Wow. See, I just saw Paul as just like a, a chump. I didn't realize he was a maniac. Yeah, I'm going to have to check. I need to check in on Paul and Kareem. Please do. And then I want to know see, what happened I to them. I got to see what's going on with them. Okay, the next person I'd like to talk about is Courtney. She is blonde. Yeah. Um, She's got big teeth. Um, She's got two loving parents. I think she lives in Miami or yeah, Texas. She, no, or she lives in Florida. Yeah. Lives in Florida. Um, but this girl really seems like such a mark. The reason why I said this show could be should be called Creeps, Chumps, and Delusional Women is because Courtney just seems like she's ready to buy anything anyone is selling her. Well, they say that, you know, her whole thing is she she finds this... Um, Antonio. And Antonio, who is a... I, what looks to be some sort of a model in He's Spain, a, a Spanish model, and so she was traveling, and she acts. She actually hooked up with Antonio on some international dating app after she left Spain. So they had like seen each other's profiles, but they didn't start talking until she was back in the states. And then they developed a relationship. And Antonio is this very sexy model. Um, one of the thing, one of our introductions to Courtney is her hanging out with two of her gal pals and them doing a very basic Google search of Antonio and learning that he's involved in what appears to be softcore porn. Right. They find pictures of him that seem to be softcore porn. We also find out that Courtney's been catfished before. Courtney's been catfished before. She's going to Spain to meet Antonio and she has never FaceTimed with him. She has never talked to him in a video chat. She's only texted him. She's never talked to him on the phone. She's never she, even heard his voice. She's never heard his voice. Just through Facebook Messenger. Can you imagine? You've already been catfished fished once before and now you're going to spain to meet someone you've never talked to what is going on with this person so did you look up this as well to no see? i don't know anything about this i didn't even go see her go to so spain. what so she goes to spain and is she, antonio she, real she sits around and waits for antonio for like two hours where they're supposed to meet antonio then says that he has to work again and let's meet at a different place and she starts to think hey am i being catfished what's going on what do you think happens she was catfished she was definitely catfished wrong what who the fuck is that antonio is real and it's no it's actually him from his pictures no and he's actually kind of a sweet guy what yeah what is happening he's clearly a playboy and has a lot of girls he hangs out with but like let's courtney stay at his place and courtney gives him like the cold shoulder for being sort of cold to her Without, you know, and like dragging when she first her got around. There. Yeah. And like lets him, makes him earn it. And like it, the power structure totally changes where what? Courtney now becomes like, you're sleeping on the couch. I'm sleeping in your bed. Like immediately. And then all of a sudden Antonio becomes like a, the guy we are like, oh boy, I did not think that this was going to be so tough. Okay. Um, Courtney, she is. A little colder than I imagined. Wow. And I had always heard that the American girls were very fast, but Courtney is not fast. She, wow. um, by the way, whoever's seen this show, I'm doing a perfect Antonio. I cannot. Antonio is like a dope who's kind of fun to watch, and I don't hate him. What? I yeah. can't believe he's real. He's real. I am And they so spend shocked. like a month together. Like, what? Yeah. This blows my mind. I was a hundred, I would have bet money that he was not real. He's a little, he's a playboy. Like when we then meet him and his friend. Yeah. And his friend and the show is like, they do the thing where like, he's like, Antonio, you're going to meet this girl. Like, you, uh, I don't, I don't know you with a girlfriend. I mean, you've seen many girls, you know? And right. it's like, he's like, well, I like, uh, you know, I like Courtney. I like her picture. She's very nice. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, we he, talk. Was, he was telling her he wanted to start a family. Start, yeah. Because he's super, he's like, he's like, he's like machismo, like smooth guy. Uh, you know what I mean? Like his whole thing is like, he's a womanizer-y guy, but he's mm -hmm. a model. And he's like, they. then she brings up the pictures and yeah. then like shows the pictures. And like the pictures are like him like bare-assed, you know, on a beach. Yeah. And he's like, he like starts to laugh. He's like, you think this is pornography? He's like, everybody take pictures like this in Spain. This is, nudity is not a thing in Spain. I'm not showing my, you know, it's my butt. It's, you yeah. know what I mean? It's like, and he's like, and she's, he's right. You know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe if you're like a Christian girl, you'd be like, oh, but it's just like his butt. Yeah. You know what I mean? We see that every, every wow. day. Wow. My mind is blown. So then we get to the reunion and it's like, they have like a very kind of tumultuous she's very like jet lagged and like kind of like i thought this was going to be different she had this like prince charming thing in, in her head yeah and he was kind of just kind of like
like, I live in a small apartment in Spain. Like, you yeah. know what I mean? Like, I yeah. have, I am a model. I have many friends who are girls, you know. So then they kind of hang out and they kind of get to know each other. And it's more, it is kind of like a fun, like, she makes fun of him. He's like, I can do nothing right. Like, relationship, <laughs> you know what I mean? I kind of feel like it's uh, me and a you sitcom. a little bit. Uh, where it's just like, she's like, you know, he's constantly trying to make him earn her like love she's constantly trying to make him earn yes yeah yeah she's constantly trying to make him earn her love her love yes Yes. so you know like she takes the power seat in the entire trip good for courtney kind of switches personalities almost immediately it's it's interesting and then um she gets very sad when she has to leave she's like kind of you know they they just had started to sort of really enjoy each other and then in the reunion, they are still they are still doing a long distance thing. Wow! And he's there, and he's like they're much more comfortable with one another, which I really enjoyed. Wow. And he's she kind of understands like his things that he does, and and calls him out on it. Yeah. Where it's just like, you know, she she's just like Antonio. All of a sudden, can't speak English when I ask him certain words. He doesn't understand. Like um, Antonio, have you cheated on me? He's like, cheat? What is this? I don't under. <laughs> is that the you know like he yeah. does that sort of thing but it's like he seems harmless because he's not when you see him like he's kind of a dope yeah but he's kind of knows that he's a dope and plays into it and she knows that so it's like kind of all on the table so it's kind of a charming relationship between wow. them. And he clearly likes being on the show and likes courtney and has had a good experience so from what i thought because i was with you i was like she is getting catfished by somebody else's pictures yeah you know what i mean like yeah. why wouldn't he talk to her on the phone yeah and it's just because he's like i'm busy you know what i mean like i never thought she'd come you yeah know? So um, that that that's basically it with them. I mean, there's not there's nothing more than it's kind of like a fun, you know, dumb couple relationship. Wow, I am shocked by this turn of events. Yes, that brings us to our other delusional woman, Darcy. Darcy and Jesse, mom of two. Yeah, uh, she's a twin. She owns her own uh, clothing company with her twin. She's sort of are they in New Jersey or are they in Connecticut? She's a I think North, they're in Connecticut. Yeah. She's a northeastern woman with some money. So that means she does have lip injections. She does have hair extensions. She's got two kids. She does have what appears to be Botox. She's had a lot of work done. Um, and she is she's recently divorced, I think maybe like five or eight years ago. You know, she not super recent, but enough where she now is blooming into her second chance. And she's she, also in her late forties. She is very uh in love with a young Nordic guy. Who's I don't like remember. Twenty two. His I name don't is remember Jesse. his name, Jesse. Um he's just are they in Norway? Where are he's, they? Sweden? No, they're in um Oh, Amsterdam. Okay, he's a uh, he's he's um, he has his act together. He was in the military. Um, he's very satisfied with himself. Oh yeah, this totally. guy rubbed. They both these people were unlikable to me. Darcy was just like seemed like desperate and delusional that she's leaving her two young kids. You know, I would say yeah. elementary and middle school age for. Uh, over a month, two months. I would say middle school and high school age girls to, to go have sex with a twenty-two-year-old Nordic guy. I mean, I was just—he's like, a Dutch man, and I'll tell you what—I you you realize pretty quickly the Dutch have no sense of humor. This guy is like the most serious. He's a stale piece of bread, stale. y'all. But I'll tell you what—he looks like I don't know Guile from Street Fighter, if you know what that means. Like the man—the man looks like Dolph Lundgren. Like he is. Looks like a action hero from the 80s. Yeah. Like he's six foot five. Yeah. Like ripped, has like a kind of a very sort of militant kind of but yet fun haircut. Yeah. Um, he, he dresses impeccably. He's a personal trainer. He's a personal trainer. He seems to be really getting off on restraint. And by that, I mean personality restraint, yeah. uh, minimalism. Yeah. He seems to be uh, a control freak. Yeah. And Darcy's like, I don't know. I have a lot of bags. Yeah. Oh, I mean, you know, she's very much like Darcy a, a was, Northeastern uh, woman. Darcy uh, was so great. She gets to the airport. She touches down to meet him for the first time. And she gets one of her Louis Vuitton uh, high heels. Louboutin. That's what I said. What did I say? You said Louis Vuitton. Oh, fuck. I that's don't have Lu- enough money to that's even. That's Louis Vuitton. And Louboutin, they are two different things. Oh, okay. Thanks, babe. Louboutins are red bottoms. She gets her red bottom shoes mm-hmm. stuck in the escalator. 
Yep. You're right. It was so funny. It was really funny. <laughs> and then she, it was like, wow. And then she's like, you know, and then she, and then she goes in and for a moment. You're like, is she going to get catfish? Cause yeah. she rolls out her, all her bags. And she's like, I don't see the guy. I don't see yeah. him. And I'm like thinking like, this guy also looks like a fucking fake person. He does. Like, and what is but this guy? But they had talked. They had talked on the phone. Yeah. And so I'm like, is this guy just not going to show up? Like, what was yeah. he doing? And so he shows up with He's the roses. Yep. And, um, you know, and like everything's beautiful. You're beautiful. You're beautiful. Yeah. You're beautiful. Oh, it's very beautiful. It's beautiful. Like he shows up and then, you know, she's like, oh, I lost my heel. And, you know, she's all frazzled. He and immediately stuff. gets turned off by her personality. Yeah. She's like, <laughs> uh, she's very dramatic. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like she can't, ha- he can't handle the, the, the attitude that she has. Yeah. Um, it, this one there, this one to me seems like the most abusive relationship mm. out of all of them. Mm. Um, at least from what I can tell, I mean, how far did you get in, into this one? I think the last thing I saw from this couple, um, was when she met his parents and his stepdad gave her a dressing down being like, you guys are, he's out of your league. What does he have to get from oh, you? Oh, yeah. Those you, two. How about those two? Those two weirdos. In that little, like, uh, Dutch cottage. Yeah. Like, you know, they... Yeah. First of all, Dutch cottage was incredible. It was amazing. I would have... This, this show made me want to go to Amsterdam more than any other Same. depiction of Amsterdam. Yeah, because they're riding around on bikes. Riding around on bikes. You, I'm like, literally, there's windmills. I didn't yeah. think that was real. I thought that was, like, a racist, like, <laughs> interpretation of... Uh, but there was, like... There's actual windmills. Yeah. yeah. And then you see this Dutch cottage that they're that they're the the parents are living in you're like oh how insanely quirky yeah um i loved his mom you get to see his mom a little bit later like just yeah. his mom his mom is f- fantastic very yeah. down earth cool lady um and speaks to darcy on like a regular level and explains like kind of like what we actually are thinking about this yeah and and kind of later you, you, she's basically like i don't you know do you think he's ready for this like he's in his you know, let's play it by ear. You don't have to get married right now. You know what I mean? He's like yeah. 22. You're 48. Like, look at him. Decide whether or not you want to get involved in that. You know what I mean? Like, right. So, you because know, because at this dinner, Darcy said something about one, like having picked out kid names or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the stepdad was like, are you insane? Are yeah. you mentally ill? Yeah. This was also an interesting like portrait of I felt like a drunk because the stepdad was drinking wine throughout and then it seems to get cut the the way that the the that scene is edited it seems that it's like he's kind he's had a couple drinks he's had a couple more drinks now he is trash he's telling everybody how he feels yeah um so it was definitely the portrait of a drunk yeah it's um very it's it's interesting now so you get that's about how far you got with that yeah so there is a big blow up in which after the aforementioned conversation between Jesse's mom oh. and Darcy, they yeah. go and have drinks by themselves. Then Darcy goes and gets a couple of drinks on her own, Ooh. shows up late for a dinner that is prepared by Jesse. <gasps> Jesse's pissed off. Turns out she's drunk. Jesse does not like this. They get into a big fight. She storms out, rips her thing off, goes and stays at a hotel. He she will not he will not uh she won't pick up the phone he gets very worried he is so controlling Mm. you can tell this when they first he first shows up and he's talking about like boy you did bring a lot of uh um, yeah he's like i've cleared out two drawers for you and that is all you will need you did not tell me you were gonna bring like is very anything that goes against what he thinks he then they eventually have a conversation again after this big blowout and he goes it's fine. Uh, you did not uh, respond to me. I was very worried about you. I was very worried about you. Why did not you? Why did not? Why did you not respond to me? Um, and then she's like, "What are you talking about? I, uh, you know." Uh, and then like, "It's fine. I can get a couple of drinks." And I just had this. I that. He's like, "They finally." He's like, "I think we can. Fig- we can get over this. But you must promise me one thing. You must never drink again." <gasps> and then she's like, "Oh, uh, well, I." Never again. Never once. Never have one drink ever again. And then she goes, uh, oh, okay. All right. Okay. What? And agrees to it. 
What? And then, okay, so then they, okay, and then he's like, great, we are good now. And then, like, that's it. And they, he must, his parents must be drunks. Like, after, yeah, you know what I mean? He's, yeah. ha- he's He has control issues for a lot of reasons. Yeah, that is a very Al-Anon yeah, type thing. And he's yeah. young, you know what I mean? So yeah. it's like, all right, fine. So then they, they have, like, a pretty nice time together. You don't see them much towards the end because there are a bunch of other people that are introduced halfway through this season yeah. that we spend a lot more time with. Yeah. So basically the end of their story is he is there at the reunion. He has come to the country and they fight like motherfuckers. They like they're like they're really? in a very much like fucking and fighting like like relationship at this time. And he's like full of himself and shitty and like is trying to be like, well, I'm giving her a chance. And we, see, I'm a nice man, aren't I, Darcy? I've come here to be nice to you. And of course, uh, you know, we have our problems. And then like Darcy's got a lot of attitude at this time because like all of like the uh like all of the wonderment of of this foreign man Jesse, this this uh, Dutch god, Prince Charming, it's, as she called it's him, it's warm, it's gone wow. off, and now she's very much like, okay, Jesse, like you know what I mean, yeah. like you're, and then like um, there's a comment like, well, she did have some slip ups with the drinking, and then like they start fighting with one another like on the thing, oh and then Darcy's god. like, well, look, she's being a okay, fine, and then he's like, well, you're like incredibly abusive to me. And the way that you speak to me, I mean, I think you know that. And he's like, I called, uh, all right, I'm very sorry for calling you a bitch. And like, that's the uh, big thing. And then he's like, you've done it. Like, you always call me a bitch. <laughs> like, well, I should not call you a bitch. I, I am a man, am I not man enough to admit I am wrong, right? Because I did call her a bitch and I know that is wrong. I, I should never say. Like, so he's just wow. like, he's uh, bad news. Jesse is bad, bad news. I believe it. I believe it. And that's basically how, how they end. I'm not yeah. that surprised. Now, were you able to see any other couples before we finish this out? Not really. I met one other guy who was a DJ, but I don't know anything about him oh, or so care. Heart- it's so heartbreaking. Really? He's the best guy on this show. What? Larry. The DJ? Not Larry. Oh, wait, not Larry. Larry is the best guy in the show. Guys, for those of you who have actually seen the show, Ashley didn't get to Larry and Jenny. How great is Larry? Larry's the funniest and is the greatest. Do you want to tell no, me about No, it's Patrick and Miriam. No, because you don't know anything about them. It's, yeah. it's tough. Patrick, yeah. Patrick. He has a kid. He's got a kid and he's like has a great relationship with his uh, his child's mother yeah. and the kid. And he meets a girl, um, a very pretty girl named Miriam from Paris. Yeah. He goes to Paris to basically confess his love to her. He finds out Miriam has a fucking boyfriend. What? I mean, and he, I am, you feel so, this is the only what one that you're like not going into this being like, okay, old man. And yeah, he's in like a normal. They're both like in the same age yeah. range. They're both like he is a gorgeous man he's good looking she is a gorgeous woman yeah and you you want to see them pair up because he's so sweet and he's she got a she lied to him and said that she didn't have a boyfriend apparently she had a boyfriend like six months ago but he was she was like i did not know that he was gonna come here it's like you signed up for the tv show like wow and then at the reunion like his mom very protective who we get to see yeah. At the reunion, Miriam and his mom get into it, like over Skype. <gasps> his mom tells her off, and Miriam wow. starts crying and being like, Why am I the victim? Why am I the evil one here? Because um, you lied you know, about like, having uh, a boyfriend. But I never said, you know, and it's just like, yeah, I end up, uh, personally, I end up hating Miriam. Wow. Even though what basically what happens is he confesses that he loves her and was like, I'm here. And she's like, I have to tell you something. I have a boyfriend, like on the first day. Damn. And then she, he kind of gets floored and goes back to his hotel. And she's like, I just don't want you to leave. Be my friend. I'll show you around. I'll be the best tour guide. So then now you have this like rom-com situation where he's like, I decided to stay because you know what? I'm going to show her that I'm a great guy. Aww. And then they hit it off big time. And then she's like, apparently she starts opening up to him. Like, you know, my boyfriend doesn't say things to me that make me feel good like you do. And Aww. like you're... I wish my boyfriend was more like you. And then he's like starting to get it in his head. Like, I'm going to convince her that I'm wow. the right guy. And so like, that's his whole story. What it's a like, bummer. And then at the end, she's like crying and being like, you know, running away, being like, I cannot leave my boyfriend for you. Like, you know what I mean? And like runs away and all that stuff. And, and then he goes back home. That's sad. It was super sad. Not as, but the best thing was Larry, and you miss Larry. So maybe you go back and listen to. Larry. Is his name it. Larry or Lowry? Because you're saying Lowry, but I don't know if that's just because you're from Larry. La- is his name Larry? Is it Lowry? Is that what are you? How it's are Larry. Larry. You just say things like that, but it's L A R R Y. Larry. 
Yeah, like Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Larry Bird. Larry. Larry Bird. It's not Larry. That's it's, what you're it's saying. Larry. 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 It's Larry. 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 Guys, write in and tell us which one's right. Which Larry one's and wrong. Jenny, guys. How about that, huh? That's all we're going to say about that. Okay, folks. That was the podcast for today. Wait a minute. It, we've gone way too long. Are we People, not going to talk about No. No. What are we going to talk about? We're going to have to talk about the. Uh, well, I'll tell you what. Here's what you're going to do, Ash. Yeah. You're going to watch all of a show. Yes. Called Staying Relevant on YouTube. What? All right. That's what you're going to do. And then we'll discuss the Are You the One you're, reunion. We're going to discuss the Are You the One reunion next week in conjunction with the uh, episodes that have been provided on YouTube by Chelsco and Joe. Yeah. Called. Staying relevant. There are wow. two. There are two episodes on YouTube. So find staying relevant on YouTube, guys. It's like two 20 minute episodes. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil what it is for you. For those of you who don't know what it is, but if you're are you the one or MTV reality fans, you're going to be amazed about what it. this is. You need to see it. I just will say one word: Chelsco. I already said Chelsco. Damn it. Uh, so listen, <laughs> Chel- it's basically. I'll tell you what it is right now. Fuck it. Chelsco and Joe. From Are You the One fame and Chelsco Season from six. from uh, from ex boyfriend ex, ex on the beach fame, um, they produce their own reality show with a whole bunch of uh, cast members from all the different seasons of Are You the One, where they go to Connecticut and rent out a mansion and get drunk and have sex. That's the entire show. It's two twenty minute episodes. Um, it's called Staying Relevant. It's on YouTube for free. Anybody could watch it. I watched two episodes in a row the other night. I, my jaw was on the floor. Could not believe what I was watching. <laughs> Ashley did not watch this show yet. She's going to watch it. Um, a lot of people who are involved in Are You The One Season 7 are in this show. So I think we can talk about the reunion and we could talk about staying relevant all in one episode. And that episode will air next Monday right here on Reality Blows. Uh, so... As far as you, what are you going to do? The listener, the blowhard, you're going to make sure you rate us five stars on the Apple Podcasts app, okay? You're going to write something nice. Remember, my birthday is tomorrow. You're also going to find us on Twitter at RealityBlowsPod, okay? You're going to find Ashley on Twitter at Ashley B. Roberts. B is in Brooke, baby. You're going to find me on Instagram by searching my name, Nick Maritato. I am at Nick Maritato on Instagram. And you can email this podcast, RealityBlowsPodcast at gmail.com if you have any recommendations, questions, concerns, comments, anything at all for me and Ashley or the show, please find us there. Uh, and at, and as always, Tori, not on this show with Chelsko. What do you wow. think about that? What do you think about that? Wow. Yep, a little spoiler. So remember, folks, catch up on that Are You The One Season 7. Make sure you watch that reunion for next week's pod. And also, you're going to check out Staying Relevant. Wow. Staying Relevant, folks. Also... If you're like me, you're maybe thinking about um, throwing in an audition tape for the real world because now oh they've extended God. it to 35. I still have a few years, folks. Uh, might might not be after on- tomorrow. Well, no, still after tomorrow. I'm <laughs> no, not going to tell you my age. 35 tomorrow. You wish. Oh boy, do you wish? Okay, folks. Goodbye. Bye.